Welcome to the podcast that showcases the rural town careers and opportunities you need to know about. Welcome to What's Your 9 to 5. Hey everybody! This is episode 11 and guess what? Christmas special! Hey! Christmas is just right around the corner so we wanted to have a nice episode to end off the uh end off the year we want to talk about mental health because it's super important around here and uh we really want to talk about it because not enough people talk about it also this is the end of our first season of what's your nine to five <laughs> it's, so sad. it's crazy how fast this has flown by it has but don't worry guys we're coming back for another season you'll see us again oh. you're not going to be rid of us yet season two we're having some plans right now for some things we want to do with it so uh be ready because it's going to be a lot of fun to be a lot of great interviews we really really can't wait so make sure you stay tuned listen up and we're gonna give you some tips about how to survive this two weeks with your family let's yes. get into it welcome back everybody right now we have jackie ralph hello jackie how you doing how are you guys we're doing fantastic nice this is so fun that you guys do this yeah oh we have a great time doing it thanks for joining us so So, uh tell us a little bit about what uh what you do and a little bit about yourself nice so my name is jackie i grew up in uh gray county so i went to school at mcphail um i did my high school at um, gray highlands so i'm born and raised here so i'm pretty proud of that and um, I've been working at the Canadian Mental Health Association now for, I think it's 16 years. Um, and I think I volunteered for a year before that. So I've been with the agency for 17 years. Nice. And how did you get that job? So it's a it's kind of a funny story. Um, <laughs> so, so originally after I was done high school, I went to the University of Waterloo um, to take math and computers. I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but math was something I was good at. So off I went. Um, I found out the hard way that I'm not actually meant to sit in an office and program computers. So I actually failed out of that program um, two weeks before my graduation. Oh, no. Yeah. Yep. I'm in the University of Waterloo um, yearbook for, um, I think it's 1995. Um, So you can see my picture, but I don't actually, I didn't actually graduate. And um, so I ended up going back to school for recreation and um, ended up with a few really awesome placements um, doing that through um, Conestoga College. And one of the placements, um, I went back to them after I graduated and I said, hey, I'm graduated now, so no freebies. Um, you have to pay <laughs> me. And, um, and they said, hey, um, so funny enough, the fellow doing the puppet program, he's just resigned. And I'm like, oh, Oh, that's nice. Um, anything else? And because uh, I was like, hmm, not really interested. Um, but, but hey, if you pay me money, I'll I'll do a interview. Um, so, but what was really amazing, the guy that I was going to be filling in for, or that like potentially replacing, um, amazing fellow. You should all Google him. His name is Dawood Warnsby Ali. He had. Um, he grew up in Kitchener. He um, he was a he loved to play music. He was a busker. He he did this puppet program, um, and he was moving to India with his guitar, and he was going to teach um, peace to children through music. So basically, mm. they were trying to um, to um, fill the space of Gandhi, and um, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I'm even capable. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, so in the interview, um, out of the interview walked Mrs. Fran, who is a bit before your time, but it was a TV show called Romper Room. And so here's a lady who did children's entertaining on television. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to get this job. Like, of course, <laughs> yeah. I hire her. And so whether that just, um, I don't know, I got, I just relaxed because I'm like, there's no pressure because they're not going to hire me anyways. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the day after they they called and they said, well, we'd really be interested in having you do this job. And so instantly the, I had to learn how to be a puppeteer. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh my gosh, like I, this is yeah. bananas. So 
but I'll always remember the very first school I did a puppet presentation in, I never got asked to go back. <laughs> so oh, no. Really bad. Um, but yeah, so that was actually 23 years ago. So I've been puppeteering for 23 years. Um, so the first seven years in Kitchener and then, yeah, 17 years here. So when I moved home to Grey Bruce, um, I heard there was this puppet presentation, um, puppet program at Canadian Mental Health, except rather than talking about disabilities with children, it was talking about mental health with children. So I came in and I said, hey, um, I'm just new to the area, I can volunteer. And the lady at the time who was doing the job, um, she had me do a couple of shows and she's like, wow, you've done this before. And I'm like, yeah, just a few hundred times. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she said, um, she said, well, what's really cool is she says, I've been looking to move to a different position. Um, can I just, can we just hire you? And that's how I got the job here in Owen Sound. So it's, uh, it's just a, a really amazing series of really lucky events. So I'm always, always grateful um, for those events and those people and the things that didn't happen um, um, enabled me to be doing this job right now. So that's awesome. Okay. So you said 17 years around here, like Grey Bruce area. Yep. So I grew up here, um, went to Kitchener for a few years and then back again. So yeah. But you're puppeteering. Yeah. So my job, um, my day job is um, normally to go into the schools and do um we do it. We have a puppet show called the Fan Club, the Friends and Neighbors Club, and we use puppets to talk to kids about issues that they may be going through themselves. So the puppet characters are dealing with things like um, divorce, um, managing their feelings of anger, um, dealing with a bully, um, dealing with self-esteem issues, and the kids get to watch the puppet presentation and watch how the puppets interact with each other, what they say to each other. And um, like anything else, like a, you know, like a, a Harlequin romance novel, there's a, there's a, 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 um, a set script that every puppet presentation goes through. There's a puppet that's, you know, maybe going through some t tough times. And then there's a puppet that maybe doesn't understand and is probably doing everything wrong and is making the situation worse. And then there's always a third puppet who, um, you know, through their own experience or um, something they learned or were taught, they share that information with this other puppet and they come to a resolution. And that's that's the, the magic of this program is um, ideally every kid in that audience will connect with one of those characters. Like maybe they're the one struggling or maybe they're one of the helpful ones and they're like, oh, that, I can do that. Or maybe um, they're one that's, you know, not being so helpful and they can recognize themselves in that character too. And then after each puppet presentation, we talk about um, resources. We talk about the kids help phone. We talk about, um, you know, reaching out to your teacher, um, reaching out to the adults in your home, um, sometimes maybe reaching out to the police and that's okay. Um, and then the presentations that we do on mental health to the grade fives and up obviously we don't use the puppets um in a grade eight class or a high school class but we talk about the exact same things um always about um having good mental health what does it look like what does it sound like how can you um achieve it and then who are the people who are the helpers in your community you know it's really funny as i was just as soon as you start talking about puppets and as soon as i know your name i'm 16 and i remember your puppet shows Hanover Heights, you came and did them all the time, and I remember them. <laughs> That's awesome. And and we wedged you into that tiny corner of the library. And <laughs> you know, but you guys were the best. Oh, I love those puppet shows at Hanover Heights. Oh my gosh, you guys were funny. <laughs> and that's game. such a good way, really, to get the message across to kids because they're going to pay attention. And then when you do the stuff after as well, like making sure that everyone like knows the resources and stuff, like that's a really, really smart way to do things. Did I ever make you get up and do one of the activities? I don't remember that. I probably. Because <laughs> we went, what did we do? We did throwing out the garbage. So we like would take the garbage, like all the words from our head and put them on a piece of paper and crumple it up and throw it in a garbage can. Um, sometimes I would make the students get up, three students from the class and they got up and they took part in the puppet show. Um, um, yeah, we did all sorts of wild things. We called kids help phone. 
from the library and we spoke to the counselors on speakerphone. Yeah, we did some pretty awesome stuff with you guys. So how much do you love what you do now? Because it sounds like you just are so ecstatic about just being able to do this. Uh, again, I, like I can never, ever say it enough. At this time, 23 years ago, when they even suggested this as a job, and I looked at them like they had three heads, like yeah. 23 years later, I can't imagine me doing anything else. Mm -hmm. I love... I love talking to people. I, I love kids. Like every kid is amazing in their own way. Um, yeah, I, I'm just very appreciative. So Jackie, what is your official job title right now? Very good question. So officially, I am the Youth Awareness and Education Supervisor. So on top of doing the presentations in the schools, um, about five years years ago, um, I also added in trainings. So I um, am registered or licensed to teach mental health first aid, um, safe talk, which is suicide alertness for everyone, as well as assist, which is applied suicide intervention skills training. So because I'm registered to teach those, I can go into the schools and teach that. I can go into workplaces and teach that. I can host um, community trainings that anybody can attend. And um, I also really enjoy doing that as well. So right now we got Christmas is coming up very soon. And I know Christmas can be a, a great time of year for um, for some people, but also for some other people it can be not, you know, not so great. And it can kind of bring up some bad memories or trauma or anything like that. So uh, what can people do to kind of help other people like going through like a rough time during Christmas? That's such a good question mm -hmm. because you, you said it so well. Um, sometimes home isn't the warm, fuzzy place that we picture in all of the Christmas card um, yeah. fronts, right? That you see with, oh, everybody's gathered around a table and they're eating and they're, right? And, and not, to be honest, not everybody's house looks like that or not everybody's family, um, you know, does those, those kinds of things. And, but on the other side, um, it's, if your family space isn't always like that, um, you you see it so much during Christmas because you see everybody else's pictures, right? You see the pictures that get posted on Instagram or um, you know, hey, from my family to yours, and 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 that sometimes makes it harder because you're like, oh, you know, you sometimes we 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 compare our situation to somebody else's, but our our truth is our truth, and our our experience is our experience, and um, that's what makes us unique and, and awesome. And so I really, I'm really glad you worded that question like that. How can we help? Um, so it's just being, um, to be honest, being mindful of, um, of what we post and what we say and, um, and um, how we um, reach out to each other. I know um, we use social media so much like, we're, hey, we're using this podcast right now. And what a great way to connect with each other. And over those holidays, we're going to have to connect on social media and through our phones because we can't get together this year. It's going to be really weird for us because normally those two weeks that we're off, holy crow, we've got so many plans and we are going to be like, you know, doing all this stuff and connecting with all these people we haven't, um, that are maybe home for the holidays or, um, but we're going to have to do it through our phones, through the computer. And, um, and I think it's just, um, yeah, I love that. How can you help by connecting, by, you know, starting a conversation, by um, uh, doing a FaceTime? Um, yeah, sending a greeting. I love, there's all sorts of greetings you can send to each other nowadays. Um, I know as strange as it sounds, um, during the first part of the lockdown, I sent, I think, more letters in two months than I've had sent in the last 20 years because I just started buying birthday cards and I'd mail them um, because that it just I I know I appreciated it when I got a, a card in the mail and I'm like oh my gosh I've, I haven't got a birthday card in in so long this is so nice yeah, yeah getting like a card in the mail nowadays is such a special thing because it almost never happens yeah. if I see somebody handwriting my name on a letter and I see the thing I'm like who sent me a handwritten letter it's like what they get excited You're like oh this is like it never happens and postage is so expensive and then it's like oh my gosh you spent you spent money on me you spent a oh. dollar on me that's so <laughs> yeah it's great 
exactly exactly and you know and to be honest have some fun with it like um I think half of the cards I sent I'd get out my you know red pens or my blue pens my markers and I'd write all over the card you know dear postal workers thank you so much um I hope you have a great holiday um you know thanks for delivering the mail um, yeah. and to do that on top of the card was just I thought was really fun so when we just talked about specifically Christmas time, how youth can help other kids, what about just in general? How can how can youth help a friend who may be struggling? Yeah, yeah. And um, and so when we think about, um, again, our messaging, um, when I think about all the things we can be sharing, there's so many things that we, we share online that we don't realize um, just um, intensify some of these feelings we have. Like, I just think, like, for example, I think of, um, um, you know, how we might catch ourselves saying, oh, so while I'm stuck at home, I'm going to be doing this, or while I'm stuck at home, I'm going to be missing that. And so it's one thing to recognize when another friend is sharing those memes and reaching out and going, hey, you know, instead of being stuck at home, how about you be safe at home talking to me? But at the same time, when I share a message on Facebook, I always make sure that I'm sharing a message that, um, that words it positively so that when I share something about that, I'm, I'm sharing, hey, while I'm safe at home this year, I dragged out my guitar for the first time in like 10 years. Mm -hmm. So just watching how we say things can be so, um, like so profound and so positive in how somebody sees it and reads it. Because if somebody reads that on your page or your social media feed or your Instagram or your um, TikTok, um, and and it can change how they think of the situation. Mm -hmm. um, but also being mindful of when you do see those words um, phrased negative negatively, that that's kind of your okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna send a real random note to that person and see how they're doing. Yeah, it can get pretty. It's it's really easy to be negative on social media and it's like when you go on even me on facebook and instagram you can see a lot of negative posts about oh this sucks you know oh, oh. and it can't it, you don't notice but it, it can kind of keep it creeps into your your psyche of the your you know when you, you stop going on social media and then you have a negative outlook on what's going on yeah exactly exactly and and so anything we can do to help balance that out is is so helpful um, because like you said, yeah, there's a ton of negative stuff. We don't, we don't need more negative stuff, but, um, but for every positive message that you, you send out there, or you share out there, it really makes a difference and it really stands out to somebody. Yeah. So your organization, like the youth mental health organization, what resources are out there that are available for youth? Oh my gosh. So, um, the, like, there's so much, so the, there's two kind of avenues. So I think of all the online supports and then I think about all our local supports. So in terms of online, we have things like, um, so Kids Help Phone, honest to God, they are built for a pandemic. This is exactly what they were made to do. So they have 24-7 um, counselors. You can text them at any time. So if you're... Um, in a space where you can't just pick up the phone and talk to somebody um, because maybe, you know, you share the bedroom or you've got your brother down the hall or, or whatever, you can be texting with the kid's cell phone and nobody ever needs to know. Um, and you can text them about anything. Um, I remember, so you think of Hanover Heights, right? And we would talk about kid's cell phone at exactly this time of year, right before Christmas, right? Because maybe you don't get what you want for Christmas or you get, um, storm stayed at home and you don't get to go visit your friends or your family um i said please remember you can always call kids cell phone on christmas day they they don't close for christmas some somebody's working but please don't feel bad they get paid time and a half and they're going to spend it on you know sales afterwards so it's all good mm -hmm. but how amazing would it be to maybe during your christmas holidays to call the kids help phone and thank the kids help phone caller um counselor and you know what was really neat is a few years um ago i was doing um 
I got to chat online with a Kids Help Phone counselor as a lead up to planning the walk for Kids Help Phone. And they let me interview a counselor and, and they said, so what do you do? And I said, well, I help with this walk, but my day job is, is puppet shows and talking to, to youth. And I said, you know, we promote Kids Help Phone. We call you guys from the classrooms. We, we say, hey, maybe on a day when you're at home over the Christmas break, just call. They just call, just say, hey, thanks for doing what you do. And this lady that I was talking to, like everything went silent. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, I got one of those calls. And it just, it was amazing to think that a kid did that, that they they took that time to say, hey, I'm doing okay. I'm having a good day. I had a really good Christmas. And I just wanted to, to call and say, thank you for being there on the phone for people. Mm-hmm. And, and how like how that must have felt for the counselor, but even yeah. how that felt for that that youth that made that call. Um, mm-hmm. So Kids Help Phone are still our only 24-7 um, crisis response for, for youth. Um, Mind Your Mind is um, a website um, that is full of things. Um, one of my favorite pages on mindyourmind.ca is actually a representation of wealth what help looks like. It actually um, talks about the questions. Oh, so you have uh, an appointment um, for to see a Keystone counselor next week. What, what's, uh, what do you think is going to happen? Well, let's tell you what's going to happen. And it actually lists, here's the kind of questions a, a counselor is going to ask you. Here's the kind of questions a psychiatrist will ask you. Here's what a psychiatrist does versus a psychologist. Like mm-hmm. how helpful is that to have that Super. information before you go into those meetings? Um, yeah. They have lots of games on there, tons of videos um, um, of, of celebrities. Um, it's just full of stuff. And um, Together All is like an online, way back when, when MSN Messenger started, yeah. MSN started, we <laughs> had MSN school. chat rooms. Well, Together mm. All is a safe chat room to talk about all things mental health and it's all peer-based. So, hey, maybe I just don't feel like what I need right now is a counselor through kids help phone. Maybe what I need is just to talk to somebody else who's going through something similar and we can just like, you know, shoot the crap with each other, but also like, Hey, you too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So what are you doing right now? Well, this is what I'm doing. Oh yeah, me too. Um, and so together all is it's 24 seven. Um, and these are people who just, you know, sign in, Hey, I'm, I'm not doing anything right now. I'm going to sign in and put myself available. If somebody wants to chat, um, and then um, West for Youth. Oh my gosh, can I say enough about West for Youth online? And that is um, an online counselor. So you basically um, um, get your computer register to have a counselor, and then you just get a chance to send them a message any time of day. It could be three o'clock in the morning, it could be eight o'clock in the morning, it could be eight o'clock at night. And then um, it's not real time, like Kids Help Phone, but your West for Youth counselor will message you back. So maybe you send the message in the morning. Oh my gosh, I'm just, I've just been feeling kind of overwhelmed with everything. And then at lunch, you go back online, there's, there's your response waiting for you. Um, but what's really great about West for Youth is you know you're always going to be t- talking to the same person. Um, Kids Cell Phone's awesome. But if I talk to Chris, like I talked to you a couple of weeks ago and oh my gosh, you were so helpful. If I call back to kids help phone, I can't say, Hey, is Chris working tonight? Um, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. But with West for Youth, you don't have to start all over again because you're always talking to the same counselor. And then in terms of face-to-face stuff, um, Keystone um, for everybody under 18, they help with stress, anxiety, um, um, not feeling safe. Um, um, lots of workaround strategies and retraining, just like we talked about with social media, retraining your brain to see the positives, to think positively, to think with hopefulness. Um, uh, Choices is a program with us um, through Canadian Mental Health, and that helps with kind of your willpower, right? Um, I've been using different things to kind of self-medicate that maybe I've kind of gotten out of control with, and I've tried to stop and I've tried to slow down, and I haven't really been successful trying to do it by myself, um, a, a choices worker will help you work through those things. So a choices worker never says, okay, you got to stop using altogether. They're just like, okay, what can we do different to help you use less today? What, can, what, what do you need from us that we can help you do that? Um, the why, oh my gosh, like is the why employment full of the nicest people ever? Like um, Marie Crowder and Tabitha 
is there and um, Sharon's there. Like they just want to help you guys succeed. So there's online courses. Like you could be taking them over the Christmas break. Like how awesome is that? Right. Safe yeah. food handling. Cool. Yeah. Take that while I'm off. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then um, my most favorite is our drop-in clinic. And that's um, right downtown Hanover on the main stretch. Um, it might be closed for the next couple of weeks, but then come January, it'll open again on the Tuesday. And every Tuesday afternoon from one till three, there's somebody in there um, th- through um, ourselves and our partners. And that's just a person you can brainstorm with. Like, it's not necessarily that you need counseling again. Maybe you just don't know what you need. And so you go in there and maybe RB's there or Heather's there. And you say, this is what's kind of, I've been experiencing. Um, And they're like, hey, well, maybe this is something we can suggest. And um, they can also be that person to brainstorm with if you're supporting somebody with a mental illness. Um, You know, your best friend, your um, boyfriend, girlfriend, your family member. Um, And then another really great support is bounce back. And can you imagine taking a mental health course all about your brain? And that's what bounce back is. So you go on bouncebackontario.ca. It says, hey, thanks for coming onto our website. What is it that you're looking for? Um, Well, my focus is a little off right now. Um, I catch myself putting myself down instead of building myself up. Um, My sleep is wonky. um, And I have trouble talking to my family members about how I'm feeling. So bounce back goes, okay, check, check, check. They um, send you these workbooks that you get to do from home. You work through the workbook and you get connected to a coach that, um, again, is a peer that just connects with you by phone, um, in a, in a time that works for you, whether it's during the day or, um, on the weekends or in the evenings. And they just say, Hey, did you get the books? Did you like them? Did you find them corny? Do you want to try a new one? Um, and they just do that check-in and, So this is stuff you do at home at your pace. And they have books that are more pictures than words. They have books that are more words than pictures. So you even get to pick the kind of level of books. Um, And it's it's free. And if you're not big on doing workbooks, all of their lessons about sleep and, you know, talking nicer to yourself um, are all available by video. So you can bounce back Ontario.ca and you, you just watch the video. And so these are like, like those are so many resources that are available, the majority of them, um, 24-7. And and I think that's really important for people to know that there's always, regardless of the time of day or the week of day, there is a a service or a person that you can be connecting with right now. Mm -hmm. So we asked this question to everybody who comes onto the show. Um, If you could go back in time and talk to your 16 year old self 16 year old jackie in high school what would you what would you what would you tell her don't spend ten thousand dollars on a course you don't know you want to take (laughs) (laughs) that would that would be my my thing like um i i have to admit that's my biggest regret um is that i i enrolled in a program that i didn't even know i would be a good fit with um Um, but I have to admit, I've been so lucky in so many other ways. Um, um, I was so lucky that when that didn't work out for me, my brain was able to say, okay, so that wasn't the right fit for me. Um, I better keep looking and I'm ever, ever so grateful. My brain responded that way. Um, um, and I guess the other thing I'm so grateful for, um, is, um, and, and I, I understand your question, what would you say, what would you do different? But the other thing I'm actually grateful for that I did do was my first year of university and I'm sitting in a room with 500 people in a classroom that I have never seen that big in my life because I'm from Flesherton. <laughs> there yeah. is all these people. And, but I thought, you know what? Um, I want this to be the best I can possibly make it. And so I went and sat in the front row because I'm like, I want to get the best education I possibly can. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, a girl 
ran down the stairs like 30 seconds before class started, sat beside me. And I looked at her and she scared the living bejeebers out of me because she was, um, she, she was not scared. She was, um, um, she was brave. And I remember thinking, um, I am not any of those things. And I remember just looking at her and going, Hey, I'm Jackie. I'm from Flesherton. And she goes, where the bleep is that? <laughs> and, uh, but we became the best of friends. And, um, so not so much, what would I tell myself, but what would I tell another 16 year old is, you know what, um, be brave. Um, introduce yourself to somebody, um, wherever you go at work, um, 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 at a new job at, you know, at, it's okay to call up the school and say, you know, what kind of things do you offer? Um, what, what's the school like? Um, can I talk to somebody who's taking the course? Um, it's okay to be doing those things because, um, you want to make sure like, um, and not that it's, um, a problem if you get there and it's not a good fit it's okay to try something else and yeah. um and and those are okay that's what being 15 to 24 is all about like gosh i'm i'm 49 and i still think you know what else can i be doing what's what's yeah. what's new to be to try so um yeah i don't know that didn't really answer your question but <laughs> no 100 percent it did yeah it was great but it's okay to do new things and to try yeah. new things and yeah be brave Hundred percent. No matter how old you are, it doesn't matter. You can always learn a new thing, which is beautiful, right? You can always. It, it doesn't end ever. Exactly. Look at me. I'm doing Zoom. Look at that. <laughs> Zoom. Yeah, we all had to learn how to do Zoom when COVID started. <sighs> Isn't that weird? We didn't. Nobody knew really what Zoom was before. I knew how to do Skype and like FaceTime. Skype, yeah, I heard about Skype and FaceTime, but I never heard of Zoom until COVID, and then it was everything. <laughs> it was everywhere. Well, and look at us, like um, mental health. Um, it was always, we had we had services, we always did, but the understanding was you had to come to us. So you had to fit in our schedule, our location, our geography, our everything. And now since um, the pandemic, the absolute positive of that is we have changed everything to meet where you are. So before it was like oh my gosh you, you can't you can't do counseling over the phone yeah yeah you can yeah. um yeah i can't do we can't do intakes by zoom yep mm -hmm. yep we can and uh so i i'm ever so thankful of this pandemic for that because otherwise we'd still be making people hey this is the time we have this is the day we have if you can't make it on this time or this day well you're gonna have to wait even longer and and so I'm just ever so grateful that we were able to adjust. Yeah. And so in the long run, it, it fits the person better rather than the service. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Jackie. We really appreciate it. Um, if there's any uh, plugs or any, um, any way um, youth who are listening to this can uh, know how to reach out to you guys, how can they do that? Yep. So our um, we're on Facebook. We do a lot on Facebook. So we're CMHAGB on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. Um, so we're at um, Let's Talk GB on Instagram. Um, anybody can email me. I'm jralph at cmhagb.org. Um, and our uh, website is also cmhagb.org. So we just, I love, I love to connect and talk to people on the phone or through Facebook or through Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for everything you do, Jackie. We really appreciate you coming on. And that was a great interview. We really, really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you guys doing this. This is fantastic. Well, we have such a good time doing it. So it's it's the least we can do. Got to educate the youth. They need to know about mental health. This is yes. important. Yes. They need to know what it sounds like, what it looks like, and where to go for help. 100%. Well, everybody, you can check out Jackie Ralph if you want to learn anything more. And um, thank you again. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Do you ever want to know what it's like to spark an arc? What a jigsaw is all about or what it's like to cook in an industrial kitchen? Launchpad offers after-school programs for youth ages 12 to 18. We offer a variety of programs for you to find what you're good at. You can find our winter schedule at www.yatc.ca or our Facebook and Instagram at Launchpad. We can't wait to see you in 2021. 
Okay, everybody, on the show today, we have Sarah and Jordan. They're speaking on behalf of Grey Bruce Defeat Depression. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. It's been a day. It's been a day? <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of those days. You know, yeah. it's Tuesday, so... Yeah, that's true. I do appreciate the honesty, though. Yeah. Um, so uh, tell us just a little bit about Grey Bruce Defeat Depression and all the work you guys have been doing. Okay, so uh, Grey Bruce Defeat Depression. Um, so first off, Defeat Depression is a national campaign across Canada. Yeah. Um, communities across Canada come together and they're planning walks, runs, rides, and like other sort of physical and social activities. And it's just to raise awareness and funds for uh, local mental health resources and mm-hmm. just about to t- get talking about mental health. Yeah. And so some of uh, the objectives of the campaign are to, like I said, fundraise in support of uh, mental health services. And our campaign specifically um, the money raised will go towards CMHA Grey Bruce here in Hanover. Awesome. And um, it will go towards their youth awareness program. Okay. And I can talk about uh, what that program is a little bit later. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so it's also, the campaign is also to raise awareness of knowledge and acceptance of mental illness. Um, a big one is to reduce the stigma and create an environment that encourages people to come forward for early intervention and treatment. Mm-hmm. And it's also just to build like a community mental health network. Um, Like I said, to get people talking more about mental health and so people feel open that they can talk about it when they're struggling. Yeah. And it's just um, to provide resources and supports for individuals living with mental illness and their families and to keep the campaign uh, going to new, new communities across Canada. Yeah, that's so cool. So this year it's going to be virtual because of the pandemic, but it's yeah. every year in May, the last, the third last, the third last. weekend in, in May. Yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> going to be a, a walk run virtual this year because okay, cool. of the pandemic. So every, um, like every community does it the same Saturday. So you said around here, there's a separate thing for Grey Bruce, correct? Are you talking about, yeah, so... Defeat Depression, ours is called Grey Bruce Defeat Depression because it's our area and there's other areas is like Ottawa Defeat Depression or Collingwood Defeat Depression. So ours is called Grey Bruce. Yeah, so how long has that been going? Uh, The Defeat Depression campaign has been going on for 10 years. Um, This is the first year we brought it to Grey Bruce. We hope the first of many years. No, I just wanted to say that like the reason why I selected, I kind of spearheaded bringing this campaign to Grey Bruce and I got my uh, sister and friends to like be on the committee with me and they were so open and like willing to do it, which was awesome. But one of the reasons I joined, um, I wanted to join this campaign is because it helps mental health on a local level, but also yeah. on the national level. And, um, and that's because Mood Disorders Canada is uh, this Defeat Depression is a project by the Mood Disorder Society of Canada, and they're a national non-for-profit and what, organization. Um, sorry, Mood Disorders of Canada does is that they aim to improve access to treatment. They inform research and they shape program development and government policies. And that's just, you know, to improve the quality of life for those with mood disorders and mental health. I was um, reading an article posted by the CMHA earlier this month and uh, they were talking about how the mental the current mental health care system we have in Canada doesn't meet the needs of Canadians and now with the pandemic you can even imagine that it's more overburdened than ever just like the health care system and so it's just not working and so us raising funds for a community organization is great but it doesn't um, that just doesn't help change at the policy level, which is what we need, right? Yeah. So with the Defeat De- Depression campaign, um, half the funds go towards CMHA Grey Bruce and half the fund goes back to Mood Disorder Society of Canada so they could make that change at the policy level, mm-hmm. which is something that we really need. Yeah, 100%. I, um, I know the person I talked to, I, 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 I knew of them through... They knew my parents really well. They're a bit older, and um, so since we like, I I knew of them already. I've known them my whole life. I was able to talk to them and have somebody to talk to without having that, you know, that fee or being on a waiting list mm-hmm. to actually see somebody. 
And when I had my, my mental health issues and I finally admitted it and started talking to somebody about it, it, it was, it was day and night, how better it made me feel just saying a lot of the stuff I've never said out loud in my life. So like, and it automatically made me feel so grateful to have that. Cause I'm like, I know so many of my friends who are waiting on somebody like to, like to talk to somebody, but they're just put on a waiting list or like just the fees in general just can get up there. So like, that's definitely a huge thing we need around here. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I find with like, uh, when I, I lived in the city for a little bit and they have the resources there, but like you said, yeah. there's wait lists on wait lists and like, uh, I live with bipolar disorder. So I wanted to go to a bipolar disorder, like a mood disorder support group. Mm -hmm. And they told me, well, you can get it in a year. And I'm like, a year. okay, wow. that's great. But like, yeah. I, you know, you, you can't wait a year. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Stuff like that. And then when you come back, I came back to a rural area. The resources just aren't there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mind you, the resources we do have are great, but it's just, sim it's just simply not enough. Yeah. Yeah. For, for such a small town, for yeah. sure. hundred percent. Yeah. So you said that you were the one to sort of spearhead this. So what exactly is your like title or what exactly are you? So we have a committee behind uh, the Grey Bruce Defeat Depression. So I'm the chair of the committee and Jordan is the co-chair. And then we have um, a, like a volunteer organizer, uh, someone for sponsorships and social like media. logistics, social media. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's about six of us on the committee. Yeah. And we uh, meet um every couple of weeks just to see how things are going and a progression and yeah. we also meet with someone from ken we meet with ken from mood disorder society of canada and he's kind of guiding us along on uh like how to acquire sponsorships what we should like he gives us a checklist and we yeah go about it oh yeah. nice so what would you say was like the first moment that kind of inspired you to kind of get this going um, well, just my lived experience with mental illness yeah. and being a consumer of the uh, mental health care system, I was getting frustrated. I'm like, not even a lack of resources for me because um, you find, you make it work with what you have, right? Yeah. And it was just like, uh, I was just thinking of like uh, vulnerable populations or minority populations, just like around here, like the LGBTQ or... Um, men and specifically yeah. young males it's it's you can see that they're way like they're way more affected in it in this area and i think just nationally and everywhere yeah um especially when it comes to just like a uh, suicide yeah. yeah and i was just getting so frustrated and i just said like i can't just not do something i need to be a part of this change and so i was on charity village just searching around um, for things to become a part of. And that's when I came across the Defeat Depression uh, campaign. Yeah, yeah that's, that's so cool. And um, no, definitely the whole, there's definitely, I've noticed a big stigma around men's mental health. And uh, I can definitely speak on that. And it's almost a thing that you kind of, like growing up around here, it's definitely more of a conservative area. So you're not really taught to kind of talk about all your feelings all the time, especially me. And it was kind of weird when, you you get to a certain age where you kind of those things kind of come back to you you know things that have bothered bothered you throughout your life that you kind of put to the side because like I, I don't i don't talk about that you know you don't say anything about that but then once you do talk about it it's like man like i needed to say that and like you don't really get that you don't really know that until you actually talk and a lot of a lot of males just can't even get to that point they can't even talk about it. it's so tough for them so we definitely need that for man well for everybody obviously but you know men have a harder time speaking about it for sure. Then. I also feel like it's like our parents' generation and even our grandparents' generation, they were just never taught to talk about their feelings. Yeah. Like eventually they'll go away or just yeah. kind of get over it. We weren't, they weren't taught to do that. So then it's hard for them to teach us to exactly. talk about yeah. our feelings. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, yeah, it's, it's like a generational thing, mm -hmm. you know, but it's going to, hopefully it's going to start improving, you know. I think it is getting better. And like, yeah. like, look at you, Chris, you're a guy on a podcast talking about mental health, which is awesome. And that's helping to break the stigma because that's how you break the stigma is just talking about it, making yeah. it a norm, like normalizing it. Right. Well, and yeah. even having like defeat depression and other campaigns yeah. that are specifically for mental health. Mm -hmm. Like our parents didn't have that growing up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's really disappointing though, is I think about it. Like, I feel like there should be more counselors in schools. 
because I always bash my school. I'm not trying to bash my school, <laughs> but I know on, that we've got guidance counselors, but we've never actually even been assigned a guidance counselor. If you're in crisis, or you need to speak to someone at the school. There's not very many people you can go to. Yeah. Like they just send you send you down there and you find somebody to talk to or you figure it out on your, on your own. And I really feel like that could help so many people to even have a therapist or anybody, somebody there for kids to yeah. talk to would yeah. just benefit everyone. Yeah, I, I feel like the guidance counselors when I was in high school was like you would go to them for your like t- to change your timetable. Yeah, your classes. yeah. I would yeah. never think about like going to go actually talk to them about like personal issues. Yeah, 100%. Because they, they, that's like, like if, especially in high school, you know, mm-hmm. so many kids like are like, we're hearing about it now how, how many kids are having mental health problems, especially in high school. And mm-hmm. the, for there not to be like a, a counselor in that way or a therapist is kind of crazy. Or like, why not work it into the school's educational system? Like, right? Yeah. But I'm, I'm really glad you guys brought this up because uh, we're, like I said before, our funds, part of our funds uh, from this campaign are going to the CMHA. Uh, Grave Roof CMHA and one of uh, they're specifically going towards the youth awareness programs so um, they have two programs and they go into schools elementary schools and high schools they're called the fan club and the let's talk program Mm -hmm. and they just educate um, it starts like very young they use puppets to educate like younger children just to be on their level of just mental health and they talk just to talk about mental health and then uh, for the older grades, there's uh, two visits to the school they make. It's just um, the first one is they just talk about mental health, educate them. And then the second one is just having the kids talk more amongst themselves, which yeah. um, is a step in the right direction, right? Yeah, and 100%. We need to start teaching our youth, young at young, about mental illness and mental health. Yeah. Because the more we talk about it when they're younger, the more normal it will become. Yeah, it'll just be normalized. Yeah, for sure. So when you got, um, when you guys maybe are feeling anxious or you're maybe having just not the best day at all, what are some ways that you guys kind of, um, or some methods you guys use to kind of help yourselves or what are some, what are some things that kind of ease the tension of having like bad anxiety or something like that? Um, well, when I'm having a bad day, if I'm feeling like depressed or anxious or, um, just out of sorts, I find that physical activity really helps me going yeah. and getting that. Um, good exercise, um, just as something as like drinking water, just focusing on like drinking water or talking to the people around you. Um, But specifically for anxiety, I find they call them grounding techniques, which works. And it's just like five things. One thing you see, one thing you hear, one thing you smell. It's just activating your senses and focusing on something else. And uh, I find... um, it sounds silly because I practice it when I'm not feeling uh, anxious. Mm-hmm. And that sounds silly because it's so easy to do, right? Like I see a light, I see your striped shirt, I smell flowers. It's yeah. so easy to do, but it's hard when you're in that state, right? Yeah. So practicing uh, things like that when you're not so anxious really helps when you are anxious. Yeah. And like you said before, talking like, just telling someone like, hey, I'm feeling anxious right now and having someone sit with you or or watching your favorite funny show. Like, I love The Office. I'll put that on and yeah, laugh and forget too. about yeah. my, you know. Or ask just, somebody to go for a walk or yeah. just like yeah. simple things like that. Side note, and I love The Office. Just, I yeah. really like that show. Yeah. <laughs> it's on 24-7 in with me and my girlfriend's place. It's, on it's going off Netflix at the end of December. Oh yeah. my goodness. So make sure you binge it before. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> we're binging it as much as we can. So just talking about advice for that you guys do when you're having a bad day, what's some things that you would tell teenagers? So what would you tell your 16-year-old self? Okay, I'll go first. Uh, <laughs> I would tell my 16-year-old self to be more transparent. Uh, I just feel personally like I prolonged my struggle because I kept it to myself for so long. And um, like Chris said earlier, uh, when you do open up and you talk about it, you don't even realize the weight that you were carrying, but it's just like lifted and it doesn't immediately make things better, but like you're not alone going through it. You can figure it out with people. So it's... Yeah, you don't have to tackle it by yourself. Yeah. So I would say be more transparent and open with the people that love you, your friends and family. Yeah, 100%. 
which is it can be harder you know said than done right because mm-hmm. it's very hard to be very vulnerable and open oh, with somebody 100%. you haven't been with before and um but no you're right that's all it takes you know just putting it out there and it even i remember when i was talking to somebody about some stuff and i was like i talked about stuff i haven't talked about in years and i almost forgot about and i'm like wait that still bugs me and it's like <laughs> i felt like i did forget about it but like it's still there you know what i yeah. mean it's hard to describe but yeah yeah it's it's it can yeah it's, it's great it's right. good to talk to someone. it is really hard to talk about it but that's why we're talking about it now right yeah. we're talking and we're trying to talk mental health more so it is easier for those people to come out and get help earlier because early treatment is so key yeah you don't yeah. Have, you don't have to be alone yeah, yeah. And you don't yeah. have to wait until you're a mess on the floor to get yeah. help either right sometimes it's the first instinct not to say anything yeah That's the first thing it's like i can't i'm not gonna say anything I'll, yeah. i'm sure i'll get over it or something i'll, I'll be fine in a in a bit but yeah or like you're worrying about other people's reaction right or judgment and that's yeah. where education comes in where, yeah. you have to, where we need to educate ourselves on mental health mm-hmm. being with gray bruce defeats depression you did you guys learn about other resources in the area that you'd recommend to people for mental health Um, so I did look for like online. I did a lot of like online research and yeah. um, also like call people. And I call called too. I called numbers that they said to call and that was another reason why I was frustrated because they were referring me to places I live in Mouth and they're referring me to Godrich. Oh yeah. Or like Owen Sound and like that's great, but those places are really far away. Yeah. And they just said like we don't like there's nothing really close to you that we can find and I was just like well this number said you could help people in Ontario so that was just like really frustrating for me but um I would say this like the Grey Bruce CMHA is really great and they also have um free drop-in clinics every Tuesday at do you know the loft in Hanover it's right on Main Street Mm -hmm. so every Tuesday from one to three they have a drop-in clinic and so that's a great starting place for you to go. Yeah. Um, and they can like refer you and get you like help get you set up. Yeah. Um, Even like you were saying, our family doctor, like he, he or she may be able to point you in the direction of resources. Awesome. Yeah. And I feel like uh, Gray Bruce is really starting to kind of open up to a lot of different support groups mm-hmm. for like everybody. Like we we had on here, um, Her Story and Co. Mm-hmm. They're in Walkerton. Um, they're they're my age, and they started up a whole support group for for all for women, LGBTQ plus people, and uh, we also talked to Make It Right. They're mm-hmm. an LGBTQ plus and own sound. And um, that's a re- that's a resource I did learn about because I was oh, worried yeah. about the LGBTQ community around yeah. here, and so I. Um, reached out to them I just said I think what you're doing is great like we need this around here and they obviously know that and yeah. I just that's such a great a valuable resource and I actually called uh CMHA Gray Bruce and I said like what do you guys do for like what do you offer for LGBTQ um services and they said that all their staff are go through a training of being like LGBTQ informed and like mm. and how to be and like watch your language right because yeah. language is really important and just how to properly help someone um who's LGBTQ which I thought is really great as well yeah. so you're like upon researching I had some frustration but I also there was things like make it right in her story and like uh CMHA there are those great resources that are out yeah. there yeah I gotta like tip my hat off to like you guys doing this and them because like some somebody's gotta be the first to do it and you gotta be kind of brave to do it because I know I don't I wouldn't have the guts to um, to do it because they got you know they got the um, the inspiration and the the drive to do it and it's so good for all of them for starting because they're like yeah. they're they're the trendsetters they're the yeah, ones who are gonna right. make other mm-hmm. people want to open up other support groups in different towns and stuff yeah. so it all starts with them so just normalizing guys, the conversation like having exactly. support groups like that exactly and we that's why we want to keep kind of having this message back on the podcast we want to keep like just talk talk, just talk to somebody about stuff you know Mm -hmm. and check in with your friends because you never know what they're going through you know yeah especially right now because yes with the with christmas break you are at home for two whole weeks and for some people home is not the good place that you Mm -hmm. want to be it's not very supportive for your mental health so you got to know the resources out there so you can help yourself over the break Mm because you're not alone people make sure you Listen and get help that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, like we said, like her story and like make it right. Like those community-based initiatives or programs are so important because 
right now, um, like the first line of treatment, I say, are things like hospitals, right? And they're so overburdened already. So yeah. we need these community-based programs to help out and so the system isn't so overburdened so yeah they're really important yeah or like they the hospitals don't have the funding for their funding isn't going towards mental health yeah yeah exactly and they're i've been hospitalized once because of my mental illness and they were it was great while i was there but i um upon leaving you still need a lot of support in your community right because you go from an environment where you're a hundred percent supported and then you're coming to come home and for me it was just like my family there's not like a manual on how to on how your family can support you right or what to do it's just like now what yeah so then you're just kind of thrown back into the community and it's just yeah um, yeah it's hard yeah no for sure 100 percent. you kind of feel like like yeah it must be weird yeah getting 100 percent support and then yeah. going back out and then you get maybe some yeah but you still kind of need some yeah 100 yeah. percent. everything that's virtual right now is good too like i know west for youth is doing oh, a bunch yeah. of virtual like with texting and mm-hmm. emailing yeah. and like that can help people as well when you're when you're stuck and you can't get to these places that are for yeah. some reason so far away need to build more yeah yeah um is there anything else you guys want to talk to us about or tell us about well, really, the big thing is just we haven't opened our registration yet. We're waiting until the new year, but okay. just encouraging people to um, sign up for the virtual walk, walk run that will be in May. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, check out our Instagram page. Uh, it's Gray Bruce Defeat, Defeat Depression. Depression. And on there, we just have like more of what it, our initiative is about, and we just talk mental health. Um, Sometimes I share like my lived experience, my story. I went to like a support group recently and I, it was the first time I went to like a community peer support group. So I just kind of share what that experience was like. Um, And it's just like a forum for people to talk mental health, which is really like at the end of the day, uh, if this, like this campaign is just to get people talking, it's just talk about mental health, ask your friends how they're doing and really want to listen, right? So it's just about that creating that community support network. Yeah. That's really important yeah. for this initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, well, right now we're starting to kind of rub that stigma away. I think mm-hmm. it's yeah. starting to slowly come off, which is a beautiful thing. You guys are doing beautiful work. So thank you so much for doing that. And uh, thank you so much for coming in and, and talking with us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks I really appreciate us. it. Sarah and Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, peeps. It's Ashley here with. And it's Emily. Um, we've just uh, been super jealous of Brooklyn and Chris coming in and watching all the other sweet people that have given their time to come to the production studio that we decided we should hijack it when they're not around yeah. and make our own little episode as a surprise when uh, they're not around. <laughs> um, but no, like Ashley, the podcast, it's been it's so, so amazing. Like so amazing. We've highlighted so many different incredible people in this area and i am so excited every wednesday to listen to it yeah and to all those that have come on before already you know you've you've embraced us you've allowed you've taken this ride with us and you know the what's what's been your favorite episode so far oh i mean i love them all i think my favorite was dave just because he was he has such a beautiful voice to listen to shout out dave um and then obviously emily mccracken only because I'm biased and she's my cousin and I'm super proud of her um, and her story. It's super awesome to hear all of the local things in our communities that youth can be part of um, and empower youth. And it's I think that those are all my favorite, like the local community or local support in our community for the youth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's your favorite? Yeah. Um, well, yes, uh, local bias, uh, loved listening to the agriculture episode yes. again, highlighting all that you don't have to be on, live on a farm to be part of the agriculture world. Uh, the policy understanding policy and how there's organizations advocating for farmers. And so that we're in this as a team together yeah. and then, yeah, listening, um, to Dr. R explain a couple more things and listening to the United, um, about the United way and all the supports that are available to everybody. I learned a lot during that episode too. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Like, did you know that you could get wood delivered to your house? No, no. I didn't know that when I listened to the United way one, I was like, wow, that's an amazing program. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I did learn a lot on that episode, too. 
Yeah. Um, so, you know, so we just came in to hijack a little bit because uh, we're approaching the end of the year. And yeah. uh, and that like, I can't believe, you know, spent half of the year at home in sweatpants. And here we are already <laughs> in uh, in December. But and you so, don't know what we're wearing behind the scenes of the, the production room. I could totally be in my sweatpants still. <laughs> I won't admit that you are. <laughs> um, so uh, the um, Christmas is coming up, holiday season. Uh, what are some of your family traditions at home? Oh, I mean, I don't think we have started any of our new ones yet, like Spencer and I. But uh, we picked our own Christmas tree this year, and it's totally Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Picked it from my parents' backyard. Um and I love it, but I guess that maybe could be our new tradition. Spencer's like, I've stoked out the next 10, 10 years of trees. I'm like, okay. Um, so we don't have a real Christmas tree. Um, you don't? No, we have like 50 acres of bush. Uh, but we found out when we got a real Christmas tree one year that my mom's allergic to them. Oh. So she actually missed Christmas one year when we, because oh. uh, oh, she was no. so sick because she was allergic to Christmas trees. So <laughs> we've got a classic uh, Canadian tire uh, fake Christmas tree, but uh, it's so Better cool. than missing Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, well, let's jump right in. Um, yeah. Well, we... Let's talk about after-school programs yeah. in COVID. Um, so we've just, we're approaching, well, this is the last week of after-school programs yeah. before we take a break before Christmas. And how would you say it's gone? Honestly, I want to shout out to all the youth during COVID. Like, you guys have been incredible. You come in, you wear your masks, you wash your hands, you're aware of, like, the kind of crazy world we're living in. And I feel like we can learn so much from you guys. So, like, kudos to you guys. And thank you for making a this world a little easier for all of us. Um, I know that our classes are smaller, which is definitely a change, but I also think that it's really cool to have more one-on-one time with our instructors too. So uh, they've been going well. Our classes are full. Everyone's super excited to come in. Uh, We have some like really cool programs this session that we offered. So I'm really excited for winter 2021. Yeah. Okay. So tell us all about it. What's going to happen in, uh, for the, so we're set to go again, after school programs, uh, yeah. to start on the week of Ju- uh, January 11th. Yeah. Um, so tell us about that. Yeah. So this year, um, we started, we just are doing a software system. So everyone's going to be registering online, which we're super excited about. No more paper. So we're being environmentally <laughs> friendly. Um, so yeah, registration's online. If anyone needs help registering, give us a call. Um, we'll be happy to walk you through the steps. It definitely is a learning curve for us too, but i um, super excited about that. We have some cool programs happening. We have a creative writing program, a guitar class happening, baking, cooking, welding, wood shop. So check it out on Facebook and our website. Nice. And in the next couple of weeks, for sure, we'll have everything launched. So yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to... You know, we we stepped we we went super slow this time coming back after COVID, but yeah. we've got more programs offered in January because we worked out all the kinks and yeah. super excited to get this place a little bit easier again. Um, still, we're only going to be open though Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, instead and of no drop in still, but yeah. Uh, hopefully, with this vaccine though, yeah. it's coming out. Yeah. We can uh, get back to that. Yeah, super. I originally I think we thought we'd be able to open for drop in January again, but yeah. it's not looking like it. The world so unpredictable so yeah. we're just going with the flow yeah so yeah so that's the the uh youth programs after school but emily's been working hard on our adult programs right yeah so tell us about those in the new year emily yeah so we are coming back hardcore strong uh so anyone 18 to 29 listening out there um we've are coming back real strong with our we're doing another round of of adult pre-employment training programs for individuals 18 to 29. So wood manufacturing starts January 4th. So soon after you recover from the the food coma, <laughs> the the all the Christmas dinners and holiday dinners, we're going to start that up. So four weeks, Monday to Friday. Uh, and special notes that there is a strong chance that you do the four weeks with us and there'll be a paid placement uh, in a local wood manufacturing employment uh, situation. So that's really exciting that we've developed that partnership with local yeah. employers to be able to offer that six-week paid placement. And then, hey, if you love it, you stay. Yep. And if they love you, you stay. So that's really exciting. Um, if you're interested in culinary 
and learning about what it means to work in a restaurant and, and get some skills, increase your skills in the kitchen. We've got that starting on January 11th, so the next week. And what's really cool about this program as well, as much as you'll be learning um, skills in culinary, you'll be preparing food for those in low-income families and we'll be delivering them to the high schools. So that's really exciting Amazing. that we're able to to kind of have our programs be yeah. about different things and touch different people and, and expand into the community and, yeah. and be a difference. So again, um, if you're a part of that program, you'll be learning those skills from a professional chef, but then as you learn those skills, you'll be preparing food to donate to those that need it. So. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then we got welding, another welding course starting Monday, February 8th. So that's really exciting. And we'll be taking that class on different tours of employers to check out different welding shops. So that's really exciting for the new year. And then we've already got on the books another wood manufacturing program for March 22nd in case you can't make it right away to January 4th. So yeah, we're hitting the ground running oh, yeah. when we come back. New, new year, new us. Yeah. It'll be a good year. So, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, we're also working on another really exciting announcement, but we're going to save that till the new year. Just got to work out a couple more kinks, but wait for a new big one in the new year. It'll be awesome. So, yeah, I just, I also want to quickly do a little shout out to Chris and Brooklyn. They're rocking this podcast. So, yeah, when we came up with the idea, like in the summertime, you know, we didn't really know yeah. what to expect and how it was going to go. So super thankful to them. Um, yeah. They bring such an amazing energy and just love the jokes and yeah. and the, the connection between the two of them and love. I guess maybe a highlight was when Brooklyn did well, they, well, they, well, they, well, they, well. Like, <laughs> I've been practicing that. <laughs> so. If anyone's never heard it, you have to listen to it because it's wonderful. Yeah. Well, they, well, they, well, they, well, they, well, they, Brooklyn, you're awesome. Yeah, we've loved having you join the team and be a part of it. And uh, just, yeah, like you said, shout out to both of them. Thanks yeah. so much. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, have a wonderful Merry Christmas, everyone. And um, I think we can maybe all gladly say goodbye to 2020. And uh, hopefully 2021's a, a better year for everybody. And we're thinking of everybody in our community. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays.